So hello, uh, my name is Ryan. Uh, I'm a senior here at JMU. Um, earlier in the semester, the staff team asked if I would give part of the senior talk. Uh, I said yes, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do so. So that being said, let me pray. Father, uh, we're so grateful that you have allowed for us to come here tonight to worship you uh, and sing your praise, God. I ask that the words that are spoken tonight don't fall on deaf ears, but rather they push your truth further into our hearts. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So our scripture reading for tonight is going to come out of John chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. So if y'all would join me in turning there. Again, that's John chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. I'll just give y'all one second to get there. Starting at verse 22, it says, On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. So in the short time that I have up here tonight, I will be speaking to you all about satisfaction in Christ I'm going to be speaking both to those that would profess as believers in Christ and also to those that don't. Uh, I chose to speak on this topic in particular because it's what I wish my freshman year self knew. Um, even to this day, I struggle with being quick to forget this truth, uh, and I'm quick to look to this world for satisfaction rather than God. God has been kind in constantly reminding me of the truth. Uh, so my goal tonight is for the Christian to look through the good gifts of God as a means of finding deeper satisfaction in God, and for the non-Christian to recognize the worth that comes from knowing Jesus, the satisfaction that comes from knowing Jesus, compared to anything else that this world might have to offer. So I want you all to, uh, to think to yourselves about what brings you satisfaction in your life. I know that amongst everyone here in this room tonight, that list will probably vary quite a bit. Um, but us being college students, I also wouldn't be surprised if there was quite a bit of overlap as well, whether it's grades, relationships, affirmation, particularly on social media, what we see when we look in the mirror, or all the above. What are some things that if you never got would cause you to feel like satisfaction in your life might be unattainable? So first, satisfaction in Christ to the believer. If you are a believer in Christ, you have the bread of life to satisfy you. Now, Jesus makes it clear uh, a little further down in this chapter in verse 35 that he is this bread. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Now, he's not saying he's literal bread, obviously, but what he is saying is that if we feed on him by faith, we will be sustained by him unto salvation. So as believers, knowing that, why do we still have so much trouble finding satisfaction in this life? Why doesn't the gospel and the assurity of our salvation bring an end to the constant search for immediate gratification in our day-to-day -day lives? You might be thinking, well, Ryan, why is wanting to be financially independent or to experience 
some degree of relational intimacy a bad thing? Aren't these things good? I'd say yes, of course they are. They're gifts of God. Pastor Tim Keller, though, calls the man, the heart of man an idol factory. He's talking about my heart. He's talking about your heart as well. Now, what he means by this is that we are so incredibly good at adulterating and idolizing the good gifts of God as a means to our own end, that end being the satisfaction we feel that they bring us. Jesus knew that this was the reason the crowd was following him. Why? Because they wanted more bread. But just the day prior, it stated that he already fed bread to over 5,000 people. They already got the bread they were looking for. Yet, just 24 hours later, they came back, tracked him down to demand more of it. The bread they wanted could never be enough to satisfy. So we, as we all know, fulfillment from eating bread fades. When you eat bread, you will always need more of it eventually. Just like when you get money, you'll always need more of it. When you get relational intimacy, you will always need more of it. The truth is, is that the good things of this world are merely avenues by which we experience God's kindness and become more satisfied in Him. They were never meant to be the terminus of our satisfaction because in and of themselves they hold no power, no real power to eternally satisfy. They serve as signs, the surpassing goodness and glory of God. Theologian and pastor John Piper puts it this way, again in reference to the gifts of God. They are given to show us God. We know something of the sweetness of his friendship because we've tasted honey. We know something of his sustaining richness because we've eaten bread. We know something of the refreshment of his fellowship because we have drunk water when we're thirsty. And we know something of his worth because we've coveted gold. All of it is designed by God as a sign and taste of what it's like to enjoy God himself. He continues saying, crucifixion, creation, providence, covenant, honey, bread, water, sex, mothers, gold. These are not God, but they are his good gifts. And if our enjoyment terminates on them, we are idolaters and we are not worshipers. We are created to know and enjoy a person, not just his gifts. So believer, understand that your satisfaction doesn't just lie with the gifts that God gives you. Don't just look to God for more bread because what he offers you goes far deeper than that. Look to Jesus because he is the one that we were created to enjoy. Now to those that wouldn't identify as a follower of Jesus, my question for you is, have you found true satisfaction in your life yet apart from Jesus? I remember earlier in my time here at JMU, uh, my attempt to be satisfied, apart from Christ, came primarily through living out the college experience, from drinking to partying to drugs. In my head, this was the reason that I came to college, and I was to the point where I would come to a crew worship meeting just like this on a Thursday night, and right when I got back to my dorm, I would start drinking, getting ready to go out. At that time, what I was looking for to satisfy my soul had no real power to do so. So what I'm confidently saying to you is that if you haven't found satisfaction in Christ alone, then you haven't found what alone can truly satisfy. But I'm grateful that you're here tonight, and I want you to think about that question that I just asked one more time. Have you found true satisfaction in your life apart from Jesus? St. Augustine answered this question for himself when he said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until it rests in you. 
In the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul answered this question for himself when he wrote, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. These words ring true for you and I as well. I want us to read verse 27 one more time. It says, don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. Which who will give to you? Jesus. So what does this mean for you? It means that what you're seeking after in this life to satisfy you will ultimately die, it'll perish, and it'll pass away. But what Jesus offers you cannot die, perish, or pass away. If you haven't come to know your Savior, then you haven't found the one who can truly satisfy. How much longer will you keep passing the time like I was, bouncing from one form of temporal satisfaction to the next, looking for satisfaction where it can never be found? Another famous theologian once said, the loneliest moment is when you've experienced that which you thought would promise you the ultimate, and it still let you down. Promises of satisfaction apart from Christ always follow the same pattern. They always overpromise and they always underdeliver. They always overpromise and they always underdeliver. Satisfaction that's rooted in Christ will also allow for perseverance during times of inevitable suffering because when all else fails, Christ won't. So here's my plea to you. Come to the one that will deliver on every promise he makes you. Taste and see that the bread of life truly does satisfy. So really quickly, as I wrap up, I want to state some ways that you can find a deeper satisfaction in God, some practical ways. I'm just going to list them off. So first, build your life foundationally on the gospel. Repent, meditate on scripture, be constant in prayer. Be a part of a gospel-centered community. This one being a great one, but this one isn't enough. You need to be in a local church. And lastly, have confidence in the fact that because Christ died for you, and if you have faith in him, you are forgiven. So let the knowledge of that truth humble you, transform you, and remind you of the surpassing worth of knowing the one who created you. Let me pray. Father, we are so grateful that you truly do satisfy eternally. Lord, we thank you that though you created us, though you created everything, you humbled yourself to the point of death on a cross so we could know you. Lord, not only did you wipe our record clean, but you invite us into a deeper intimacy than we could ever know. And you invite us to have more satisfaction than we could ever wish for. Lord, we thank you. Remind us of this truth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in and listening. If you want to find out more information on what you heard, you can check out our website at jmucrew.com.